the gates and ready to go. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow underway. The Wednesday edition is upon us. Chad, that means time to go fast over the next three hours leading up to 6 p.m. Eastern. That's, uh, I think, a line from Talladega Nights. Time of, to go uh, fast. Dad, Daddy, I want to go fast. Maybe that's part Plenty of, of it. Lines. That's what we want to do today. Nights. We just want to go fast. We've got it for you. Uh, Dan Dockett joins us, host of Don't At Me with Dan Dockett here on the Outkick Network in 20 minutes. Always a great chat there. And the president of Outkick, Clay Travis, with us in hour number two and plenty of headlines throughout. Uh, how was the evening? Everything good? It was good. The evening was good. I'm on a show now, Hutton, that um, I, I'm, I'm, I've shocked myself that I'm into this subject matter and this show, but I'm saving it for the debut of a new feature on the cool. show to discuss what I'm watching right now. That I, This is the one tease I'll, I'll give you. It shocks me that I like this. I can't believe it. I've shared it with close friends and said, will someone watch this and tell me if I'm crazy or not it's for Park. being all in on this show? <laughs> it is not, it is not a Chad cartoon. Chad hates cartoons. I, I don't like animation of any kind, so I'm, I'm against it. It's definitely not a cartoon. What we were watching last night is our top headline today uh, across the headlines in sports scorched earth with Hot Mike and Hutton and Withrow across the Outkick Network. The, the biggest headlines from the All-Star game, aside from the awful uniforms, uh, go back to what yeah. has always worked there. Uh, it's Rob Manfred saying that Atlanta could host the 2025 All-Star Game. This after in 21, 2021, they removed the All-Star Game out of Atlanta, who has not hosted the game since 2000, removed the game and sent it to Colorado with the Rockies because of the new voting laws in the state of Georgia. And Manfred is admitting here, that they were wrong in doing so by listening to the mob instead of the baseball fans that were ready to go and, and hyped up for the game in Atlanta. It took uh, plenty of money out of the state, out of the city, out of the, the Braves Stadium, Truist Park, and took money out of pockets of everyone that was going to be involved business-wise working that game. And Chad hears Major League Baseball saying Atlanta's being considered. Now, they're also considering... The Cubs, they haven't hosted the All-Star Game since 1990. The Orioles are being considered. They haven't hosted since 93. Toronto's also on this list. And then there's Atlanta. And if they end up going straight back, next year is in Arlington with the Rangers. If they end up going straight back to Atlanta after this, this is waving the flag that says, don't give in, speak out. And don't move a game to another state that has very similar voting laws for the reason as you moved it out of the state that you were unhappy with. Well, remember when that law went through also, the big commotion was about, well, now uh, people that otherwise would be voting, they're not going to be able to vote, and voter right. turnout's going to be lower. And then what happened was you had a record voter turnout at the next election in the state of Georgia. So that was proven wrong. Major League Baseball's been proven wrong by their stupid decision to get involved with politics and on a lesser scale of that, not just get involved in politics, but to cave to the masses on social media, to cave to pressure, you got to stand up for something and you got to not cave. Over misinformation. I have, I have long said my stance on owning a professional team or a league, I want to be about the teams and the sport, and I want everyone that wants to be a part of it to be a part of it. But another key rule in this is don't make a rash decision 
based on immediate response to something. Well, a great example is they're not doing that with the Rangers. Exactly. The Rangers well, they're didn't learning. have their I think they're learning, pride night or whatever. I think they're learning from the, you know, the, the heirs of their ways in the past. Uh, people are going to want to you know, apologize or demand. They're not going to apologize. It's not going to happen. But the fact that Atlanta's back in the mix and Rob Manfred is saying so, that's as close to an apology as you're going to get for Major League Baseball yeah. on what was just an atrocious decision to get involved with this and take away an event that would have helped, by the way, a lot of black-owned businesses in yep. Atlanta that have a higher percentage of black-owned business than a lot of other cities where that All-Star game, where they moved it, where it could have gone. So all they did was hurt the people they claimed that they were defending in that move. It's stupid to get involved in this way. It was dumb at the time. It's dumb today. And good for Major League Baseball, essentially admitting as much by saying, Atlanta, you're okay. You're now under consideration for an All-Star game in two years. And uh, don't, isn't it if you if you give this game back to Atlanta, it's you're washing your hands of it now. You're moving forward. Oh yeah. And then the, the fact that again, Texas, the Rangers organization, they're not into doing all these special nights, and they 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 were not and will not hold one for uh, Pride Night in the month of June and and for the foreseeable future based on their statement there. But they're following the mantra of, of what you've always laid out. And, and that should be the case uh, because we've long said, and I stand by this, I don't care who I'm sitting next to at a game, at a stadium. It's the one place where I can get away from it and all the crap and the, uh, the pointing of who's worse, not who's better, but who's worse than the other side. Uh, that's not going to happen at a sporting event. By and large, fans don't care. Well, it's and just, they, it's, they ripped that away from the yeah, fans. Yeah, and it's just such a dumb, slippery slope because not just with the Texas Rangers deciding not to have a pride night, someone's going to protest right. that and, and cause a stink over that. But it's also, you could go to a lot of states and find some bill that someone's not going to approve of that right. was legally passed within that state's constitution that was done on the up and up. So do we want to go and nitpick and legislate after the fact certain laws that take place in certain states, and then one side of the political aisle can just say, all right, let's X out this state, this state, this state, and this state from ever having anything good in sports. Well, but Can't have any good sports events there because we disagree with this one bill or with this one law. And when you're Major League Baseball, you're the one with the power to make this decision. When you made the decision to remove the Major League Baseball game, All-Star game from Atlanta and Georgia, then you've opened up the door to other protests in the future about something someone might not other like. Other protests that the media will build up as, you know, some groundbreaking coverage that they're on top of. Yeah, it's, you know, it's that stupid. We're, uh, one side's being slided over the other. Uh, because they're not responding to every criticism and bills that are passed, just the ones that one network wants to point to uh, over, uh, over another. And they're only responding to the you know, the CNNs and others that are covering this based on the new election law, as if it's, you know, some controversy. Let me the make controversy it, was created whenever Major League Baseball pulled it out of Georgia. To, to end this, let me make it really clear to Major League Baseball, all 50 of these United States are eligible for your All-Star game. All of them. And for expansion. Let, let's go. Well, so let's move, move on. All 50 states are now eligible, and that should be your stance. I, I don't know what's taking so long or has taken so long uh, for the Alvin... Kamara, uh, Kamara uh, punishment from the NFL. Everything's on video. I realize the legal process played out the way it did, uh, and it, it took a while. 
where he's pleaded no contest to any felony charge, uh, where the felony charges were removed based on uh, that plea deal that was arranged. Chad, based on the criminal aspect of the case being resolved through the court system and the video that we can see where the, the battery is taking place, even though he pleads uh, no contest to this, I don't know how you don't immediately come down with the suspension in the same way that we would have for a, a betting issue with a player, which is announced and, and pre it, they, they, all, they, they preview this. They, they promote the announcements going to come later this week through the media, through Schefter and others that will put this out as a tweet. And then a couple days later, the hammer comes down on certain players. This is also the same league that knew about the Camara incident prior to kickoff of the Pro Bowl, uh, the last time that they actually played some version of football instead of the flag football game that they have now and, and anything uh, remotely close to the sport. They, they knew about this but held off on taking him into custody until after the game uh, was played because he was out in Vegas for the Pro Bowl that week and that Sunday. So I think... At minimum, he's getting six games based on the, the collective bargaining agreement. I think the video adds more to it. And I think the Saints have known this was coming because they've also added to the running back room. It's still a huge loss for New Orleans. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a half a season type thing, I would say, at, at minimum for Alvin Kamara. Then the appeal and my comes. Only, my only hope in all this is that the NFL investigation does not start now because the legal process is played out and that – They've already done all the research he they need. All, all of last year. And now they have the legal is issues out of the way. Now they can levy a punishment. My point is, I don't want them to say, all right, now we're going to start looking into it. You should have already looked into it. They have. You should know yeah. exactly what's going yes. on and what your punishment's going to be. So should be a matter of days it's, now before we know. Uh, it was a huge story with Watson, and I understand why the, the suspension came just prior to the season so that they knew uh, and, and the, the football fans across the country knew if he was going to be suspended or not. And that took negotiating between both sides, and we, we know he settled those cases. But this took place in February, or late January of 2022, and then he played the entire season, and now he's, he's pleaded no contest. It's time to rule. It's not time to investigate. This has got to be wrapped up by now. The NFL is great about creating events in the offseason, the schedule release, the draft, obviously. Another event could be the day where they announce big punishments. We just have one day right before the season, and we, we learn about Deshaun Watson a year ago or Alvin Kamara. We have an NFL Network special about it. We have a buildup of all-day coverage leading to it, and we announce all at once a few of the bigger suspensions across the league. That would be fun. I think that probably garner some ratings. Um, Chad, Nike, the deal with Kyrie Irving was up with Nike at the end of this past season. But they let it be known they weren't going to bring him back uh, based on the anti-Semitism, uh, the retweet, the, the controversy that he had uh, in the, the feature uh, movie that he promoted on his social media. He's now the chief creative officer, Kyrie is, of Anta, the uh, sportswear company that is a, a mega company in China. Uh, same could be said for Nike. And he's... Just recently signed a three-year, $126 million contract to remain in Dallas after being traded and averaging 27 points. And he's now the CCO of Anta. 
over in China where he was making $11 million annually from Nike. And based on this deal, who knows what he's getting paid. There are 18 players currently from the NBA that are listed on their site as wearing the shoes. Uh, players like Clay Thompson and Gordon Hayward, uh, Ray John Rondo, uh, James Wiseman among those. And now Kyrie is the face of the Chinese company. Money makes hypocrites of us all. And this is yet another example of, of that. Kyrie Irving, I don't think he's signing up and saying everything that goes on in China is great and on the up and up. He's saying, you know what's great? A lot of money. And that's what he's making now. When Mark Cuban won't point out that China has a terrible human rights record, it's because he's making a lot of money off China. When people who cover the NBA and the media that won't write about China's involvement in the NBA and how hypocritical it is of the league, the players, the coaches, the owners, and everyone else, not to call it out. When they fall silent on that, they are hypocrites when they call out other human rights issues. So if you're going to stand for something, you got to stand for it consistently. And what Kyrie Irving is showing right now is what most people show in the end, that they'll stand for money. So he's standing for China and a China-based company because they're paying him the most money. It's really that simple. Yeah, and if you just compare it to the way uh, the Live Golf Tour was, was covered. You Same know, with, exact with Saudi thing. money. By the way, there's Saudi money invested in NFL teams right now, uh, Washington, and uh, or was. They've also got, I believe, the Nationals, and there's another hockey team, I believe, the Capitals. Yeah. They have like 5% ownership in, in some of these leagues. Not controlling ownership, but maybe eventually. That's another thing that Manfred's uh, discussed. And Adam Silver, uh, who's trying to kick that can down the road, but it may come sooner than later, based on the fact that in order to have expansions or new ownership, you need billionaires, not multimillionaires. And we know where the billions reside. Yep. Maybe eventually it's you know LeBron. He's the billionaire pl currently playing in the league. Or uh, Chad, maybe it ends up being Clay. Who knows? Could be. Against, Clay, uh, Mark Clay's Cuban. on his way. If he keeps feuding up like he is with Mark Cuban, eventually he may, may reach billionaire status. So uh, Jalen Kitna was kicked off campus and kicked off the Florida Gators football team uh, for charges, felony charges for child pornography. Uh, son of John Kitna was supposed to be the rising star with the Gators. He's immediately kicked off. He has worked out a deal where he has the felony charges removed from, from his uh, case, and he's entering the transfer portal. And it, the felony charges uh, rose from uh, information where he was sharing photos of underage uh, girls on uh, text exchange and also had more on his computer or on his phone whenever the investigation took place. In the portal, I mean, I, will he get an opportunity? Yeah. Is it going to be at the level that we all expect? No. No. He, it, Chad, I, I, I think of this story and I think of la last chance you is what I'm thinking with Kitna now based on all of the, the issues that took place and the explaining that has to go on. There have been players that had you know uh, assault, rape charges, uh, or things that were either expunged or things that followed them throughout their career that got a second chance. He'll get one, but realistically, it's going to come at such a low level that 
he's going to have to work work his way back up and and honestly work his way to to clear his name based on the fact that the felony charges are there. There's no disputing the fact that he's worked out a deal to where they're not going to follow him, but if, it's going to follow him through the portal. If you're a program that's looking at looking at him, you got to really do your research on what is the level of his mental illness because pedophilia is a mental illness and it's a crime. And you got to figure out what exactly happened to lead to him getting arrested for that and having it on his phone and computer before you ever allow him on your roster. Yes. And it's not going to be on a roster that any fan is going to be watching anytime soon. Coming up, Dan Dockett's joins us right here on Hot Mike. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Coming up in an hour, Clay Travis will join us on Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow across the Outkick Network. Right now, speaking of Outkick, you can join Dan Dockich every morning. Don't at me with Dan Dockich here on Outkick. He joins us by phone. Dan, appreciate the time, man. Hope things are well. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry about the phone. Today's my brother's birthday, and we're going to a family get-together here. Nice. And uh, so I got to do it by phone. It's all good. I mean, uh, birthday counts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fa family yeah, time is important, that's old. for sure. What, yeah. What about the— Well, uh, years old as us, so, you know. Uh, beer or uh, whiskey for the birthday today? Uh, I'm going uh, with Diet Coke. Uh -huh. I'm going to— uh, I'm going to cleanse a little bit here, a little bit. <laughs> Had a good weekend with the golf outing uh, that we hosted. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a little dry. I'm going to rinse out my liver, uh, wring it out, and uh, go a little healthy here. The yeah. very rare yeah. Diet Coke cleanse wow. is about to take place with, uh, with Dan Dockage. Dan, yeah. when, when this news about Pat Fitzgerald and what was going on at Northwestern broke, I, I thought about just blanket policies for programs and coaches in regards to hazing. What's acceptable? Is anything acceptable? Uh, how do you go about legislating what your team does to younger guys on, on the team? This is pretty extreme, some of the examples, what we heard about it at Northwestern. But when you were coaching, what was your policy on hazing? What did you see? What did you not see? What would you tell your teams? Yeah. You know, I was lucky. I, I played um, in high school with a group of kids that there was none of that stupidity. We, we had it at a rival school, actually, with some really incredible, vicious, idiotic stuff. And Coach Knight wasn't going to have any of that. Uh, but I tell you, the one thing that we did do, and I did it at Bowling Green, is we had the freshmen carry the bag, you know, when you, with the managers. When you got off a bus, you're getting on a plane, the freshmen had to help with the bags because usually, at least certainly at Bowling Green, you couldn't travel with a lot of managers because you didn't have a lot of money for hotel rooms and things like that. So that was the only thing that I was ever involved in. And I'm lucky. I mean, I, I remember a good friend of mine, uh, went to go play at another school and he came back in the summer. He's like, Jesus, he goes, these guys are hitting us. He, you know, all kind of stupid stuff. Um, you asked me about a policy, you know, it, it's really interesting. I think in this age, you simply have to set golden rule, right? Treat others like you'd be treated yourself. There, there is no, I never believed one time in my life that any type of hazing, um, meant anything was any good was just always ridiculous and and like as i said i was very fortunate that none of that ever it never even crept in i think we were all so scared of coach knight they were like hey man we got a we got a we got a guy that you know we can 
all rally around disliking instead of, you know, trying to do stupid stuff. But when I read this, I thought Fitz, Fitzgerald is gone. I, one of the things that kind of, uh, from a coaching standpoint, that crept into the initial release where they suspended him for two weeks, and I couldn't believe I was reading this. They said, well, you're going to have an independent outside of Northwestern person monitor the locker room. And I, and I thought to myself, wow, I mean, you, you're paying – not only Fitzgerald, but you're paying coaches millions of dollars. These guys have years and years and years of experience and you don't trust them. That's a broken culture. That's something that I don't know that any coach uh, would go for or, or be okay with. And frankly, when I saw that, I thought that was so odd. It wasn't going to surprise me if Fitzgerald wouldn't have quit or wouldn't have, you know, I don't, I guess maybe you agree to anything when you're trying to save your job. So, but then I think over the weekend, once I saw it was out there, uh, specifics were out there. I thought, well, there's no way he's got to be fired. But the thing that I don't understand, I'll never understand. And maybe I'm just stupid is how you keep all the assistants. Yeah. Uh, if you know, the president said the culture is broke, he said, it's a broken culture. So we're getting ready to coach. Well, you know, you got assistants there and and, you know, football coaches are, you know, you always hear about the room. Well, my, my wide receiver room is great. My quarterback room, my defensive line, whatever. Well, in college, those coaches are always with those kids. They're responsible for academics. They're responsible many times for behavior, certainly individual improvement. And you can't tell me that those assistant coaches did not know if, in fact, uh, all this stuff was going on. So I, did, I didn't understand that part. And I also don't understand how's the AD survive all this. He's got a baseball program. That's a train wreck. Uh, he's new. I get it. But I don't know how, you know, a lot of times this goes to the AD. And I'm, if I'm the president, uh, I'll tell you one person who isn't going to get fired is going to be me. I'm going to make damn sure all these people that are responsible for my athletic department are, are uh, held accountable. Well, and Dan, the coaching community has come to the, to the defense of Pat Fitzgerald, talking about how great of a guy he is and all of that. doesn't surprise me because coaches tend to defend other coaches at, all, at almost all times. Yeah. Um, is there any way he didn't know exactly what was going on? I'm hearing this about where pl- the coaches aren't around the locker room a lot. Maybe he didn't know. He's acting like he didn't know in the investigation. Is there any chance that he had no idea about any of this? Let me address the first part first. We lost him there. Defend the living hell out of him. Uh, I'm sorry, you got me. Started. Yeah, we got, we, you, we got now. you now, Dan. Yeah, you know, defend him all you'd like, but okay, great. Yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's a great family man. But did he know about the hazing? I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, you can tell me how great a guy he is. Did he know about it? Is there any way? <sighs> yeah, I mean, if it if it happened in dorms, if it happened in. Uh, off campus, I suppose. But what I read, not only did he know, he somewhat participated in it with that clapping stuff. Now, I don't know exactly what that clapping and making kids run. I don't, I don't know if I view that as hazing or not. That's just, maybe I'm just old school, but the naked crawls and stuff like that, if you were going to put gun to head and I had to give you a percentage, I, I'd go 95% that he may have not known the actual extent. He may have never seen it. But being there as long as he was, I would have a really, really, really hard time believing he did. Now, if somebody came to me years later and said, hey, you know, Coach, back, you know, when you coached us, uh, we had this thing in the dorm where, you know, we made, you know, so-and-so 
run through the dorm naked and and this was before social media oh okay yeah i can see that but i don't the only thing that makes me question the whole thing is sounds like it's been going on for a while and you're telling me that it's just coming out now i'm not saying it it, it matters it doesn't matter but i i do you know if you're gonna have questions about certain things i'm like oh wait a second man all, all anybody wants to do is talk uh, and, and, and take pictures and all, but look, if it happened, whether he knew it or not in the world that we live in, the coach is going to be gone and it's, it's not totally unfair. And I'm a coach and I usually defend coaches, but I don't really, you know, if, if you allow that to happen and you're either too stupid to know the times we're in, which I don't think he is, or you just made a hell of a mistake, cost you $40 million. Can you defend anything that Bob Huggins is currently doing with West Virginia? And, no. and how do you, how does he claim, Dan, he's doubled down on it again. How does he claim that he didn't resign when he met with his team and announced he was resigning and the statement specifically <sighs> mentions that he is resigning and retiring from the game of basketball? This was last month. Well, I, I asked my brother that. He's a contract attorney. And he said, look, here, here's all this is. He is fighting language he's fighting letter of the law and language language he wrote and what that means is he's simply saying um i want to get my money or i want to get reinstated because whatever i did didn't fall under the guise of what the contract stated uh meant resignation that's all he's doing i mean he's not you know, but but I, I, I said this on my show because I know this to be true from a number of people. One of the reasons, you know, they reached out to John Beeline. He said, no, a lot of different guys said, no, because everybody knows that the Huggins family has been doing this. The Huggins family had a plan and the plan was going to be a couple boosters, Huggins, some former players. He was going to go 60 day rehab, sit out the year, show that he was, you know, probably give a bunch of money to different, well, I know, give a bunch of money to different charities, fundraiser for a cancer deal that he's been really good with over there, and then make a triumphant return. That was his plan. Um, and that, you know, you saw they hired the interim head coach. Um, but that plan went south for some reason, and I'm not sure exactly the reason. I, I, I've heard the reason is basically the AD and the president in no uncertain terms made it be known that under no circumstances, you know, you can go be, go to the Vatican and be blessed by the Pope sober and, you know, do mother Teresa type works and we're not having you back. Uh, and that's when you saw this, this reinstatement thing. That's what I've been told. And I, and, and, but I've been told all along that the family has been working to circumvent and a plan was in place to try to get him back there within a year, well, you know, in a year, whenever the, season was over it's a bizarre story where he's saying he never resigned Crazy. When, i mean but just all the reports of players that said he spoke to the team uh you know it, it's a yeah, it's a nothing, dispute over there's, language there's but he, it's 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 his language like he he wrote this you know or his wife wrote the statement but he at least i mean he released the statement after the controversial uh discussion and and words used language used in on cincinnati radio on West Virginia letterhead on their on their social media account. Right. I, I'm assuming right. his wife didn't write that. So uh, I mean, if, if we're going to well, discuss what he did and did. didn't do, yeah, yeah, it's bizarre to me. He, he's he's saying she didn't, and I had a guy that knows him actually call me and try to convince me because I've been a big basher of this whole thing, very yeah, loud, right? And 
and it, and it spent blanked a lot of people off. He's like, Dan, well, what's the difference between somebody you don't know saying you resign? That's not you resigning. I go, okay. I go, yeah, you're right. You know, my, my buddy down the street could send a letter to outkick saying that I've resigned. Uh, but then you ask me, did you resign or, you know, it's just, it's just incredibly bizarre. There is no merit to it. I love that West Virginia basically laughed at him. Yeah. Me too. And that's all he's doing. He's, he's got a lawyer that simply is trying to find a loophole in the language, in the language, uh, of his contract and of the, the resignation, whether it was him or his wife or, or you know, what, all of a sudden what verbally isn't a resignation, I, I don't know. But that's what I've, I've, I've been told, that he's, he's, he's doing everything he can now that he does not think he's going to be reinstated. He, I, there was a time I, I've been told that he thought he was going to get reinstated. He was going to go to, you know, come to Jesus, uh, dry out, whatever. And that's where you saw, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you did. You saw his daughter's letter Oh yeah. where, where she talked about a 60 day rehab and that was part of it in there. Well, that, that became his plan. And my sources tell me that plan, they told him, Hey, that's a great plan. We hope you do it. We hope you're okay. And we hope you move on with the rest of your life, but it ain't going to be here. And that's when you saw that release. I can't imagine this sees a courtroom. I can't imagine that this, there's anything to this, but he's trying to fight certain languages in contracts. The great Dan Dockage with us on Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Dan, do we care at all about Kyrie Irving taking all the money from Anta, this Chinese-based uh, apparel company, or is it just another in a long line of stories of capitalism where people are willing to take a lot of money from virtually anyone, and we see it time and time again in sports? Don't you think there are just certain guys that have earned the right for us to say, yeah, that guy's just an idiot, and it doesn't matter what he does? I mean, that's kind of how I feel about Irving, like, you know, somebody else, like all of a sudden, if Roy McElroy did it, you'd be like, hey, you freaking <laughs> hypocrite. What are you doing, Tiger Woods, if he did it? You know, but I feel like, ah, I mean, I feel like with Kyrie Irving, it's just like, yeah, he's, you know, that's, that's, that's an idiot. And he's not an idiot. He's a very smart guy by all accounts. But when I saw that, I thought to myself, you know, um, I wonder what this does. I wonder if this. I wonder if people said, no, hold on here a second. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't be throwing this China stuff in our face. Like, okay, we all talk about NBA taking money, but we don't ever see the money. We don't ever, you know, in, in, in real time, we don't. But now with Irving taking the money and taking the shoe, you're going to see the shoes. You're like, wait a second here. I don't know, but I do think Irving has earned the, uh, he's just a moron. Uh, who cares what he does kind of moniker instead of there being a, you know, a moralistic, hypocritical backlash because he's, he's just become that guy. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's why there's a headline involving his name because he's now the 18th player to take money from this company. Clay Thompson's not being bad. Well, he's also the chief uh, whatever officer, creative officer or whatever Yeah, but it was a headline company. prior to that being negotiated. Yeah. But it, right. it, 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 it's Kyrie. <laughs> it's not uh, – Clay Thompson isn't being mentioned in these headlines. At least I haven't noticed it. Gordon Hayward hasn't been mentioned in these headlines. James Wiseman hasn't. They're all a part of uh, this, this shoe company. Yeah, and when you look at Kyrie, what, again, he's also morphed into the guy that people – whether you're for Kyrie or against Kyrie, he, he makes news. He's become a Kardashian in many ways. I mean, what he does, uh, he, now he plays basketball, and I don't know what the Kardashians do. I guess they run businesses. But, you know, the, the idea for being famous just because you're famous, 
you know, think about it, what what has Kyrie Irving done on a basketball court in the last five years that has made you go, oh man, he's a really good basketball player. I mean, I understand he is, and he's put some numbers, but there isn't anything there. But he has probably risen in what's that thing, a Q rating, or people knowing who you are, probably more in I the know. last five years, just because, yeah, just because of being, I don't know, a guy that a flat earther. No. That's it. Yeah, Dan, Dan Dockich's yeah, I mean, Q rating is, is very high. Enjoy the uh, golf, hit them straight, Dan, and enjoy your uh, brother's birthday. We're back at it with primary complaint next. Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow rolls on from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us across the Outkick Network, which includes this great radio partner you may be listening to. Also, our YouTube channel to search out Outkick. Hope to subscribe. And if you've done that, certainly hit that like button. Hit the, the reminder that we go live each and every day at 3 o'clock Eastern, and you can join Chad in the chat. Just hopping already. It's uh, going strong. Clay joins us in about it's, 40 minutes. Chat's been good. Chat's been productive today. I feel okay. like we're getting a lot of good work done in the chat. Yeah, oh, good. Chad is it's getting my work done with the chat. It's my forum today. Uh, our forum each and every week to air our top grievance is primary complaint. It's time to air our top grievance of the week. You can complain all you want. My job is so unfulfilling. Don't run away from your feelings. It's time for Hot Mike's primary complaint. Guys, my primary complaint this week there are some like insects that I just look at and I think, what is the purpose of this insect on planet Earth? A cockroach, a mosquito, uh, lice, a tick, gnats. Um, I feel the same way whenever I'm scrolling through name website A, B, or C. And at the bottom, on the, the closer, the, uh, the bottom uh, portion of all the, the ads... There is, I'm, I'm inundated with random headlines and clickbait stuff that I don't even consider clickbait. I don't know what purpose they hold with these ads, like uh, make earn up to $150,000 this year, and then the, the claim is just so outlandish that it's, it's just not going to hold up. Or you have like the foot fungus ad or uh, something crazy as to a, a remedy to a health problem that... I mean, let's face it, we're, we're not suffering from. I don't understand the purpose of it and why, if you're on a site, why the site would want that crap on their site. That's my primary complaint. I don't hear you either, Chad. Oh, there it's you probably because I Got muted my mic. That was on me. My bad. Foul on me. Foul on this guy right here. So my primary complaint this week is the fact that there is a Kleenex epidemic going on in my household currently. Now, uh, we've had some bad allergies in the house. Of course, we've had colds in the past. A lot of things happen when you've got two young kids in the house. But my issue is that both my eight- and four-year-old, they feel that they only need to blow their nose once into every Kleenex. <laughs> and this is not some man-sized nose-blowing thing, right? This is a very little, maybe droplets of mucus get on one Kleenex. And that Kleenex is then discarded. To where it looks like I've got sheets laid out all over the house of just Kleenexes that could be used a number of times that have been used once, barely, 
And I've got to have a new Kleenex budget in my house. You know, you got to pay the lights, got to pay the utilities. And now I've got to have a separate Kleenex budget. That's how much this is costing me to continue to buy a box of Kleenex. Now, a little show and tell. I'm on the opposite in this spectrum. Here is one of my Kleenexes that I have in my bag right now. <laughs> this thing will disintegrate. From last week? It will look like cremated ashes of a human by the time I'm done with this Kleenex. I still, right now, even that's curled, I've probably got eight to nine more nose blowings into this one Kleenex before I discard it. I could get through one box of Kleenex with eight colds over the course of a year, <laughs> the way I use Kleenexes. So I'm on the other extreme. But what I'd like is for my children to meet me in the middle. Instead of just blowing once and discarding or blowing a thousand times and letting it disintegrate like I do, just meet me in the middle. Maybe five or six good, sturdy, healthy blows into the Kleenex before you throw it away. Just that's all I'm asking for. And if that happens, maybe this will no longer be a primary complaint. But as of today, it is my primary complaint. Chad, my advice to you, you're talking about the Kleenex budget but you should just start using the toilet paper instead, and you could account for that in the budget, especially with the kids. You know, like one ply, that's going to get thrown away pretty quickly. So that's just a suggestion. Davey Take it or leave it. Too. There but is yeah. something, though, about blowing the nose into a, a, some toilet paper that I, I don't even like. And it's not even like the roughness of it on the face. It's just I don't like the process of tearing off toilet paper and trying to guess the right amount to blow my nose when needed. I'd much rather have a nice symmetrical Kleenex. I, I get that. I just want to blow into the well, Kleenex more than once. That, that's why you, you put the Kleenexes out of reach, you know, for the kids. It's like or get a child locked door and make them use the, the tissue or the uh, toilet paper there. Have you ever gotten a good sense of accomplishment when you really fill up a Kleenex, when you blow your nose a lot with a cold, and you get done and it's just like barely even existent, exists anymore? It's just all wadded up, and I'm like, man, I did a really good job with that Kleenex. <laughs> I don't think that's ever crossed worth. my mind I, it once. It checks a box my for me. Worth. Checks a box for me where I'm like, man, that Chad, you did a great job with that Kleenex, bro. There are, there are only Good a handful work. of products that are, are called, like uh, uh, any tissue is called Kleenex. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, 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 they cornered the market. Is no Q-tip doubt. the they same? They took over the entire Q-tip, market. yes. Okay. Same. Uh, Coke can be said. Like it, yeah, that's, it, that, that's, that's kind of a Southern thing. Universal, like. uh, but it covers everything. Yeah? yeah. I feel like you get more backlash on the Coke than, than yeah. you do the others. That's a very Southern specific thing. Like every soft drink is a Coke. We got Cokes over here. My family, a lot of a lot of my family will say that too. Um, I need my kids though to have that sense of accomplishment when they get done with the Kleenex and not just barely wipe their nose once and throw it on the ground. They want you to be happy that they're actually using one. I mean, we got a coffee table that I it was just filled with <laughs> Kleenexes. I probably could have stuffed back in the box. That's how little used that each Kleenex was. Anyway, Davey, your primary yes, complaint. Uh, my primary complaint. I mean, I guess this one somewhat applies when you're sick. It makes it even worse. My primary complaint, though, is when you're laying in bed and you're watching TV and you have the remote, and then five minutes later, the remote is gone. You don't know which void it fell into. You don't know, is it wrapped up in this blanket? Is it in the sheet? Did it fall on the floor? You think if it fell on the floor, you'd at least hear the sound of the thud. But then you're just rolling around in the dark for 10 minutes trying to find it. And you know, you're thinking to yourself, I know it was here a minute ago. Where the hell could it have gone? And you just can't find it. And so then you just have to throw away your TV and get a new one. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the sensible thing is to throw the TV away. I have the same issue on a recliner. Like my recliner, I'll, I'll put like, I have like three remotes that I use. And there's the little one for the Amazon Fire. Yep. And I'll just put that in my lap. It's, it's way too small. And I'll move around and it'll like slide into the side. And I have to go to the back of the recliner and see if it's fallen all the way back. 
underneath the recliner. What is That's the, the frustrating part of to me. Those, uh, like the, the, the very tiny small, little uh, yeah, space. What's the purpose of that? I don't need to get to the interior of the recliner. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, uh, why? Yeah, we should just lock it up. There I should mean, not be a way for it to fall in. Yeah, I mean, there's not one on a bed. You know, you just if you roll. But off even the bed, if you, you did, you could like you could flip it. it over and get in there. Yeah, if you're real handy, and you're just like, happening. you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna fix this recliner, and you're gonna get in there with your tools, and you could still pop it up and get under the hood. One of the things I've always thought about, Davey, is getting one of the, uh, you know, like the Find My Phone or whatever. Yep. They should do that, like. They should have that access for a remote um, because you can find your phone on a laptop, right? You can search things and you can see exactly where it is. They should have that for TV and, mm -hmm. and um, streaming service remotes because they're all different. They're all different sizes and the smallest ones are gone forever. I mean, they're under a refrigerator or somewhere, especially in Chad's house. Yeah. yeah it, the, the Kleenex. The, the house, house in general, especially with kids, yeah. I, I could see that being an issue where maybe a kid carries it into a completely different room than than where it is. I mean, I, I guess for this one, though, it's it'd have to be pretty precise if I'm just looking at the area of my queen-size bed, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll say this, too. I, I have not... I've lived in the house I live in currently for over 10 years now. Never had a TV in the bedroom. And, like, there are times where I'm like, that was a really dumb decision. Because there are so many times I wish I could just fall asleep in bed watching something, and instead I fall asleep on a couch watching something. Yeah. And then the process of picking yourself up and going to bed, then suddenly you can't go back to sleep as quick. What is it called whenever you wake up and you still, like you're, you're paralyzed almost? Oh. Like, uh, like you, you can't move, but you're, you're trying to wake up out of that's a That's like a bad dream, right? Kind of like where you're trying to get away from yeah, someone? Yeah, but like I've, I've had to, like two or three times, not uh, just over the course of whenever, um, like, I'm conscious, but I can't get up. It's weird. My, I'm still asleep, but I know I can't wake up. And I can't move. I don't know that I've ever had that feeling. Where you're trying to break out of your sleep? Yeah, I don't know that I've ever... I don't. Maybe I've never no. slept that well. Maybe it was uh, the answer. Just like I don't know. sleep paralysis? Yeah, sleep paralysis I guess that's sounds what right. Yeah. Who knows what I'm doing? And someone walks in the bedroom, and they're like, yeah, what's so going on in here? They said this is like when you're in sleep mode, but your brain is active. That's it. Yeah, I would. I've. I've. You I would suffer just, from I would sleep paralysis, that, Hut. We now know what to call it. I would consider no. that like just a bad dream, but I guess there is a certain term. It's for not a everything. dream though, because you, when you wake up, you're in like this fog, and you know what is like. I don't remember dreams. That's why I know it's not a dream. Well, how long are you typically in this state? I don't. I mean, I don't know exactly. How, it's a matter of minutes. But oh, like, you're awake, but okay. you can't move. My eyes are closed. Yeah, I can't. Like I'm just trying to oh, like bust through a wall. I would almost. see a doctor. I mean, it sounds, that doesn't sound safe. It sounds, it sounds like more intense than better. just the sleep paralysis yeah, symptoms Hunt, I'm looking Hunt at. Hunt is sleeping better than any human I've ever known. I, That's I great. Am, uh, Davey, I'm going to add this to my list. Um, previously, it was a list of two. I'm going to die of either heart failure or cancer. And I will now add this to my list of sleep paralysis. Solid prediction. It, it, yeah. it does say, though, again, like you do that deep dive down web MD, you, you think you're dying from anything. But it does say that rarely is sleep paralysis linked to deep underlying psychiatric problems. So you at least have that going for you. I'm, I'm getting a little uh, tingly sensation in my little toe on each little toe. Both? Yeah, at, at times, like at night, and I don't know if it's from like... Chad's going to be our Deion Sanders. Being on my feet or if I've got diabetes. <laughs> I, I don't... It's one of the two. Like, I can't tell if it's like a bone muscular thing I, I think or this if it's is a like, blood thing. It's like the, the foot version of uh, 
Tommy John surgery from yeah, all your like, time on the I baseball really, field. There would be times where I can't really move just my little toe and my like ring finger toe, my ring toe. Right, the one next. Chad actually has a ring on. What is the what is it you call the one that? It's a tattoo actually of a ring on that on that toe. The whatever the toe is next to the little toe. That those two get like a little tingly sometimes at night. Uh, this is the you you may also have issues. Uh, this is a, this is why you have the forum of the of the YouTube chat. Yeah. I throw it out there, and I'm sure someone's gonna know. I'm sure the first response is gonna be you're dying. Is there no one else in studio that suffers from? Uh, Sleep paralysis? David in yeah. the YouTube chat says sleep paralysis by analysis. No hands are up. So. No, we've got one. Oh. We've got one. Collins uh, had that happen before. I remember when I was uh, like a freshman in high school, we were running uh, miles around the track of our high school for conditioning, and we had a senior player who finished a mile, and he was going, guys, my heart is hurting. Is anyone else's heart hurting right now? Is anybody else's heart hurting? And we're all staring at wow. him like, uh, no, you might want to get that checked out, Eddie. I'm not sure what's going on with your heart right now. I thought he was having a heart attack. Was he, was but it was he a high? similar thing where you're like, does anyone else not have the same sleep paralysis I'm talking about? And I'm thinking, you know, you're a high school kid. I don't know that your heart should be hurting. Did you see the story of the, uh, the guy who ran a marathon with no training whatsoever, and he was like boasting at a bar with his buddies that he could run it in under like five hours or whatever it was, and he did it within seconds remaining? And he was, I mean... He had the – remember when Clay ran the marathon and he had like the – Bloody nipple, nipples. Yeah, the nipple chafing and all yeah. that. This guy had it within like five miles. And he it, and they, he pushed through? He, he finished. He had to have been pretty fit and an he athlete finished. going into it. He did not look in shape based on how he was doing it. Well, but he's he had got this a drive. will to win unlike yeah. anyone. He's willing to just go. He's like a dog chasing a tennis ball that will just do it no matter what until they croak. Uh, uh, maniac is how I would describe him. Terry in the YouTube chat says, I have sleep paralysis too. Hutton, you've got a club. Yeah. We should start a separate Doesn't YouTube chat often. of just people that suffer from sleep paralysis. I wonder if it's... Uh, this when, is like a support group for you. Uh, because it doesn't always happen... I, I used to oh. take Ambien. It doesn't always happen on Ambien. Like It's happened within the last three months. Probably. Look at this. Uh, Allie says, Kendall Jenner has sleep paralysis. They did an entire episode of the Kardashians on sleep paralysis. Wow. Hutton, you're basically a Kardashian. Is what just, I'm hearing. Yeah. That script's already you're, been written. You're, is what uh, you're, saying? you're a family member. <laughs> just you and you and Kendall Jenner have this in common. Yeah. Well. Congrats. If only your bank accounts. Congrats were to Kendall. Yeah. No. No doubt. Uh, coming up in the, the next hour, plenty of headlines. Plus, uh, Clay Travis is going to join us in a little over 25 minutes, and we also have a big discussion coming up later. Uh, the Washington Commanders and former owner Daniel Snyder, which that change of ownership still needs to be approved. It's reportedly going to happen later this month. Uh, ESPN reporting that it was Snyder and members of the NFL that leaked the Gruden emails, all for different benefits. Crazy details, that's coming up, plus more here on Hot Mike.